Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, Shock to Life by Relyon Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium, giving your boat the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out at RelyonBattery.com. I'm Chris Brown, along with the director of all things Angler's Channel, Mr. David Jong. Of course, our Angler's Channel Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover. It is May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And in the fishing industry, it's Cinco with an S. S-E-N-K-O, right, David? It's Cinco de Mayo. You know how that works? Is it green pumpkin? It's a, it's a, it's a watermelon red Cinco de Mayo day <laughs> is what it is. And it's also... Mama's Day is coming up this weekend. Are y'all ready for Mama's Day? David, you, you've been doing Mama's Day for like two weeks, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I took the, the wife out to get hers kind of out of the way. Not that it's a thing. It's just there's a lot of other mothers I got to balance this weekend out with. So we got some of it done and a busy weekend coming up as well. How many mamas you got? I got, well, I have one mom and that one mother-in-law. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. That's good stuff. <laughs> Kenneth, I know you got prom this weekend and Mama's Day, so you got a full plate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get through it. Okay. I, I knew you would. But, uh, well, good. Well, in honor of Mama's Day, I, I ran across this little deal on, on the old Tiki Talk. Um, and so I, I just, I'm just going to play it for all the mamas out there. So let me just push this button right here. Mama's Day is just once a year, but let me make this one thing clear. You deserve to know every day how you helped pave the way. You taught me all them candy bar names and how Uncle JT smells like corn nuts and shame. You make the best sandwiches, white bread and bologna. Got us free coupons when I mess my britches at Shoney's. You got an answer for any situation. You won that VCR from the radio station. You just a winner. What else can I say? Oh, yeah, one more thing. Happy Mother's Day. Well, there you go, ladies. Happy Mother's Day to all you mamas, soon-to-be mamas. And um, Lord have mercy. Yeah, that's old JT. So, yeah, Mama's Day, some some love there. So, uh, take care of your mamas this weekend, boys. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. Also, got to give a big shout-out to our friends at Under Armour, Under Armour Fish, makers of ISOCHILL. Come on board. They have sent us some clothes, boys. We are now going to be outfitted. We're going to be looking good. So if you're looking for some clothing to get you through this hot summer when you're out there fishing, check out Under Armour at uafish.com. They've got some really slick stuff going on there. And I can say that because I've worn a lot of different stuff. Kenneth, I know you have too. David, you've just been wearing this, I think. I mean, it's you, you just you get, you get a little bit of everything. But uh, I'm going to tell you, it's really good stuff. I'm really excited to get it on the water. And uh, really kind of get Kenneth's take on it because he's the one that's going to put this stuff through the, the the ringer and back, I feel like. so. Well, you know, Chris, it used, it used to be when you spent time outdoors, you didn't have a good option for clothing. But now, the, te- the technology that's, that's available, there's an opportunity to be able to spend long hours outdoors, regardless of the temperature or, or the, 
or the situation right. and be comfortable. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm looking forward. I, I've worn Under Armour in the past. I'm looking forward to sit to uh, seeing some of the new stuff. Yeah, you know they they didn't go away. They just kind of stepped back for a year or so and kind of revamped a lot of things. And uh, now they're back with a vengeance with ISO Chill and some some really good stuff. So you guys make sure you take them out. Uafish.com. They're going to be bringing us some classic coverage here in uh, the upcoming weeks, as well as iCast coverage and some more. So. Really excited to have them on as a partner uh, with Angris Channel and uh, moving forward this podcast. So uh, we also got to have a little uh, moment of silence and ask for prayers for the co-angler from the Rayburn event, Mr. Pete Lamons Jr., 77 from Houston, uh, passed away last week. Um, I've heard two different reports, so I'm really curious to know exactly what happened there. But um, apparently around 10 o'clock, there was a, a call to the game warden there at 911. He had fallen out of the boat. I uh, don't know if he had had a stroke or what, but um, he passed away during that event. It was his 57th career uh, Major League Fishing Tournament, so a longtime fisherman and obviously um, not uh, not very good uh, for for that. So please keep his family in your prayers and those that are affected. But I don't know who the pro was, but I can only imagine uh, what he's feeling right now. So you guys make sure you keep him in your prayers. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, a lot of different things. He leads her on Neely Henry this week. Uh, there's about five different bass master tournaments last weekend outside of the elite. So a lot going on there. I, we're in day 47 of the major league fishing bass pro tour on Lake Travis. Um, I don't even know who's fishing anymore. I, I know Zach Burge is in it because David put the post up and I, I saw that on the website. That's all I can tell you. Um, but, uh, I know there's, that's still going on. I think what is today, the final day, David? Championship day. Praise the Lord. Okay, so the final championship day today, Wednesday the 5th. Um, let's see. I spent last weekend at the college derby, college high school derby, over on Lake Cumberland, up on Lake Cumberland. I, tr- I passed over Kenneth's Fair Place in Dale Hollow on my way up there. And um, really nice lake, uh, I'm sure. Uh, what I saw that was really nice. Um, if you want to go to the middle of nowhere, go to Jamestown, Kentucky, because that's where it's at. It's in the middle of nowhere. We stay at the uh, Lake Cumberland State Resort uh, Lodge there, and it was. It took you literally 10 minutes to get out of the park and another 20 minutes to find food. So anytime you pull out and the sign says gas and fuel or fuel and food 7 to 10 miles and the arrow pointing to the right, you're like, yeah, this is going to be – it's gonna be fun. So, but uh, a good event. the The number of college teams sponsored by vodka, whiskey, and bourbon companies scares the living Ooh. shit out of me right now. I'm just gonna tell you, boys. They're everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I saw Tito's. I saw some other kind of bourbon. Um, I, it just it was all all kinds of stuff up there. It was crazy. And the and of course a lot of them were staying at the resort I was in, and their coaches. And the number of empty Natty Light cases that were stacked up by the trash can every morning, it's no wonder these kids are having a hard time catching fish. So Probably no different than what you would see on campus. No, exactly. Exactly. But I got to give it up to my buddy Jack Dice who won that event. Dad, I know you'll get into this in the – you pick up here in a minute, but – 
We're actually going to have Jack on next week's show talk about his win because here's the cool thing about Jack. He fished solo, but I met Jack Friday morning on the boat dock, all right, putting his boat in, and he's backing down the ramp. He's got, I don't know what your mullet is, probably like a 2009, 2010 Ranger with a with a new Mercury four-stroke on it, right? There's 47 rods on the deck. You almost couldn't get on the front deck of the boat with the amount of rods on it, I'm thinking. And there's rods in the passenger seat holder. And I'm thinking, man, where's this dude's partner, right? And um, next thing I know is, I mean, and he's driving like a 2004 Ford Expedition, right? One of the big expeditions um, the, or excursion. Excursion. It's an excursion. One of the big – they don't make them anymore. Big suckers. And uh, fishing by himself, and he floats the boat off the off the off the trailer, on its own. He gets out, he runs down the dock, and he catches it. And we're all standing there watching this dude, you know, flat bill, hair, GoPro chesty, whole nine yards. And I'm like, dude, you've done that before. And he's like, all week long. So fishing by himself, won that event. Very cool kid. Uh, looking forward to talking to him next on uh, next week's show. So make sure you uh, you check in for that also too i want to mention this a uh, couple couple quick little gripes kenneth before i get too deep into the show all right you ready for this gripes gripes Wait, two gripes i'm not ready for this not 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 big gripes it's stuff you should know as tournament fishermen okay stuff you should know first one is if you go to a tournament briefing and they say you must have your lights on on your boat in the morning at blast off or you cannot go what do you do when you get back to the hotel you make sure your damn lights work, right? Yes. Okay. All right. The number of people that tried to leave in the college and high school event without lights working blew me away. They can't go. You gotta have them. You gotta have them. You gotta have them working. You can't wait till safe daylight. You have to have them working. That's part of the rules, right? For a lot of tournaments, a lot of them don't worry about it. So you just go. But if you if in if in the briefing or in the meeting they say have your lights on, in order for you to leave, you better have them on. All right. And one more gripe, and this really goes to you high school kids and up-and-comers, or those that want to fish high school and they're going to college, all right? When you and your partner go to hold up fish, all right, you've got a bag of five fish, all right? Now, David, I'm just going to do some quick math because I'm dumb as a bag of rocks, but how many hands do you have? Two. Most Most of us us have two, right? Most of us have two, all right? How many fish can you hold in each hand? I guess as many as you can fit, but the best way to do it is put one each hand. One freaking fish in each hand. All right. If you got a if you got one that weighs one fourteen and you got four that weigh five each, don't pick up the one fourteen with the five pounder and hold them in your hand. Just don't do it. Pick up your four biggest fish, hold them up for pictures. The number of people that picked up or that like to pick up, you know, all five in two hands, I'm like, guys, come on. You can't do this. Or having three in, in two hands, come on. You know, that's just – don't do it. It looks bad for pictures. It looks bad enough to where I won't run your picture if you do that because it just looks – it looks terrible in my opinion. K, KG, agree or disagree? Well, and you can't really see the fish because when you do that, you either see the belly or the backside. You don't really see the side of the fish. You don't see anything. Yeah, exactly. It's like a like a blob of green right there, right? Yes. So, 
Um, it's it's just a better look when you just hold up, you know, one a piece or one in each hand, and then uh, and then you're good to go. So that's that's my gripe, Kenneth. That's all I got. You good with that? That's not bad. That's that's not really. I don't. I wouldn't even consider that a gripe. That's, I can get worse. That's a public service announcement. It it really is. It's a PSA. You're exactly right. It's a PSA, or it should be anyway. So, it should be. Um, David, what else has been going on? Anything exciting? I don't think so. Not that I could think of in terms of because there's a lot of offense that we'll be covering in the wrap up part of it but nothing that i can think of that's exciting no nothing nothing no. kg what about you anything exciting going on with you you know it it seems like every time we sit down and record this i've thought of things along the way <laughs> that i that at the time i say you know that's something i need to talk about to write it down but I, I don't know if it's the day of work that i've had or what and then by the time we actually get on the call it's like it's like i can't recall any of it <laughs> and, and if I did write it down, I wouldn't have the notepad with me at the time that I need it. You know what's funny is I print these I print these notes out. When we get done with this show, I print out next week's notes. So I have I do the same thing. I got to write it down throughout the week so I remember where it's at. Right? Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll just totally forget about it completely. So, but we do have a cool show with you guys tonight coming up on the show. Your opens winner, Mister Joey Nania. I've known Joey for a long time. Um, he and his uh, normal team partner Zeke guys have known them for a long time, uh, all the way back to that when they were junior Bassmaster champs. So it's going to be a cool interview. Talk to him, find out how he won the Open on Pickwick, and um, and whatnot. So David, do you want to go ahead and jump into some you pick ones real quick? We can if you want. If we're ready to go that way, yeah, well, like definitely. it's your show. I mean, I'm just I, you know I'm just an extra here. So whatever you need to do, <laughs> sure we can do that. So. So it's first week of May for our U Pickums. Um, whoever got it looks like whoever gets the April trophy <laughs> gets a special trophy. <laughs> well, Dale McCollum won the April event. Uh, we talked about that last week, and I, we had some technical issues last week, and I apologize for that. But we're we're back to good now. But um, Dale McCollum won it, and his trophy, I fixed it. I fixed it. Crown Awards did not help me out there at all, but I fixed it. And then, uh, well, thanks to my Leatherman, I fixed it. And then, um, so his trophy, his new Yeti backpack, some decals, and uh, some other little goodies are in his backpack. Going to be shipped out tomorrow uh, to him. So Dale, be on the lookout for that here uh, ASAP. So, all right, what you got? All right, so for our first one up uh, from today's guest, Joy Nania took the win down at. I don't know if you guys could still call it Pigwick or not, but he took the Pickwick event, the Bassmaster Central Opens, uh, with a 58-pound and 2-ounce winning weight over three days of fishing. Okay. And for the you pick uh, our buddy Chris Pease, who has won some points in the past. Chris took the point with a 57, 57 pounds, 13-ounce guess. So. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this, I'm still calling it Pigwick. Oh, I am too. I Despite am too. those guys not catching one, I did see a post from a buddy of mine, Lake Blasting Game, who called a nine-pounder over the weekend. Wow. Really? Okay. Oh, they're there. They live yes. there. That's for sure. So, that's for sure. 
All right, David, what else you got? Do you have uh, – well, did KG get his picks in for last week and see uh, who won the points for our group? Um, uh, you don't want to know. So. Oh, it's, so, okay. All right. I, 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 I tell it. you what, when, when a pick goes our way, I'll tell you. All right. All right. <laughs> Otherwise, you can just take a wild Keep guess as to – tell you what, the three of us on this call – are currently at zero. I just, I just, I tell you that. You good with right. that? If if the, if the pick goes different, I'll let you know. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, going up to Lake Cumberland, the Carhartt College guys were fishing up there. Good old CB was working hard, taking pictures up there. And oh. as CB mentioned earlier, going solo. Jack Dice from Liberty University caught 16 pounds, I'm sorry, 32 pounds and 8 ounces over two days of fishing to take the win there. Um, yeah, and the most surprised individual I've ever met in my life had no idea what he had in the box when he weighed in each day and had no idea he'd be leading this thing here and winning it and then had no idea what to do with two trophies at the end of it, so it was even better. Um, Tim Fuller. Takes the le- the unofficial lead in the May you pick ounce with an exact guess of thirty two pounds eight ounces Ooh. for a two pointer right there. So congratulations to uh, to Tim. So two points for Tim. All right, moving on. Moving on to the BFL that took place on Smith Lake down in Alabama there. After finishing, what, 21st uh, at the Pickwick Opens event there and finishing three spots above his brother, uh, Jordan Wiggins took the win with 17 pounds and six ounces on Saturday. So, you know, we talked about this on uh, the ABT podcast last night with Kay Donaldson and myself. Um you can check it out on alabamabastrail.org. But I think Jordan and Jesse just need to quit practicing because Jesse, how do you do? How do you do? And is he fishing today's championship round? Do we know? I hadn't seen the results. Um, from, let's see here. From, from the knockout so. round, whatever it is. He is uh, fishing. I believe he's fishing today because he's in that knockout round. So he, okay. I got you. So, uh, but it's well today. Wednesday is championship. It's championship day. So, did he? Is he? They're they're done for the knockout round, right? Knockout round done. As we record this on Tuesday, folks. No, you're fine. Record this on Tuesday, so uh, we can still check on this real quick and see where we're at. But I don't think he needs to practice anymore. No, he did not make it. Sorry about that. Okay, but that's okay. He finished twenty third. He still cut a check, so it's nothing. uh, Nothing to, to sneeze about with zero practice. Uh, where did John Cox finish up in that one? Do you know? He squeaked in, so he's fishing. He's fishing championship. He's he qualified for it. Well, he's fishing it as a recording. We don't qualify know, for the for, for the championship day today, and then starts Neely Henry tomorrow. Uh, good luck with that. So maybe he can pull off a little, you know, no practice deal as well and do well there. So, um, are you Pickham's winner? With a guess of 17 pounds, 5 ounces. Ready for it? The one and only, David John. Ooh. So, 
So yes, mm-hmm. you got the point for the U Pickums, and you get the point for the AC group. So, um, boy. there you go. How about that? So that was uh, very cool. Seventeen pounds, five ounces for old DX there. All right, what else you got? Next up, Wawa's Bass Trail had their open on Don Pedro on Saturday and Sunday, and the Don team Pedro. of Jason Remmers and Alex Niapas caught 35-43 over two days to take the win. All right. And the you pickums, Willie McCall, my man Willie. 35 pounds, 14 ounces for the win there. Gets him a point. So we currently have Tim Floral leading with Chris Pease, David, and Willie with a with a point apiece. So, all right, we got two more left. What we got? All right, so I don't have the the win. The, oh, well, this, the Big Bass Tour was on Lake Murray, and I don't have the exact hour that the winning Big Bass It was, was Friday in the 9 to 10 hour. Okay. But uh, Chad West caught a 6.59 to take the overall Big Bass on Murray. All right. And um, uh, one of our buddies, KG, Mr. Wesley Sams, with an exact guess of 6.59 as well. Ooh. Now tied for wow. the lead for the week. So, how about that? Well done, Wesley. Yeah. So, pretty cool deal. All right. What's next? All right. Last up, the Bassmaster Bass Nation kayak event was out on Lake Eufaula. And I don't know if some of these guys' kayaks are bigger than the alligators that live in that that body of water there. But Russ Snyder's caught 91 and a half inches to take the W there. All right. And Teddy Helton. Grabs the U Pickham win with 91 in, 91.3 inches. So, uh, in that, so that was cool. And I mentioned last week and the week before, I believe, that for the month of May and going forward, we're going to add a little little weekly prize to the, to the mix. So, I went back and I pulled the emails. I did the old time stamper. Wesley Sands was the third guy. <laughs> behind me and David to get his picks in for last week because David and I do them early, Kenneth. Just saying. Uh, Wesley Sams wins a $20 gift card to Sportsman's Warehouse. So, Wesley, congratulations. That'll be uh, that'll be, that'll be coming up and for uh, being your email box soon. And for the rest of you who want to win one. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. That's right. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. It's coming. You, too, have a chance to win one every week. And then, of course, the grand prize winner, which currently is a, tie, two-way, a two-way tie between Tim and Wesley, the grand prize winner this month, will win a uh, pair of Costa Fantail Pro sunglasses and a pair or a brand-new Mammoth Backpack Cooler. So ready to uh, ready to get that in and um, see who's going to win that this week. So that uh, that should be a lot of fun. Um, we'll jump into some points races here in a little bit. We're going to take a quick little break right now, and when we come back, we're going to welcome in our buddy Bassmaster Central Open winner on Pickwick, Mr. Joey Nania. Talk a little bit about his Open win and uh, what else is going on with Joey fishing right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. 
With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro Access. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm here brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in your opens champ. From Pickwick Lake, Mr. Joey Nanillo. Brother, I know it's still sinking in for you, but how how you feel about it? It is still sinking in for sure. I mean, it's just been a whirlwind. Honestly, I was never expecting to win. And even going into the final day, I, I just had winning was never in my mind. My goal was just to have fun and go catch fish. And I get to weigh in and everyone's acting kind of funny. And I'm like, what is going on? And my wife's already crying. And I'm like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> like, I see one of my that was supposed to be already back home in Tell City that was still there. And I'm like, what in the world, man? So it all just, it's kind of started hitting me then that, you know, this might really happen. And it just a lot of emotions and a lot of, you know, years of fishing these tournaments and doing good, you know, being consistent for the last several years, but just, you know, never getting over that hump and having a shot at winning. So it was just amazing. Sure. Sure. Well, you've had a, I mean, you've had a, um, a pretty big year so far. I mean, from the Southern opens to the centrals now winning this one, uh, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised. You said you didn't, you didn't think you weren't thinking about winning. I mean, 21, 12 on day one for the for being third place, 17, 13 on day two, um, put you four pounds back, but you were still in third. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really just didn't think you had a shot at this deal. You just going fishing, just going to have fun. Yeah. I literally had no mindset. I, I, you know, I pray a lot. And so all I was praying was that I'd make the final day after catching that big bag on day one. So I could get up on stage and have a microphone in my hand. And then day two, all I was praying is that I say the right things on stage to, uh, 
you know, just to make the best impact I possibly could. And so I literally winning never crossed my mind. And I didn't, I just, I figured somebody was going to catch another 20 pound bag. I mean, you got guys like John Garrett ahead of me and then Lonnie Cochran, who's a guide on the Tennessee river system. And I just, I really, I didn't think 18, 10 would get it done. Honestly, I think I, I thought I needed one more bite to win. And so I just wanted to keep fishing and I was just, you know, kept grinding. And I knew when I caught that 18 pounds, I was like, you know what, this is my best tournament of my life. I just put together three really solid days. I felt like I would be in second or third. And I was like, you know what? I am totally content with, <laughs> with how this tournament went. I mean, I could, I did nothing wrong. I caught, you know, caught almost every fish that bites. I did lose a five pounder on the final day, uh, right before I caught the six. So it was like, you know, what, you know, it just was meant to be apparently. So that's, that's incredible. So, um, obviously a, a big payday, you know, 52, five for the win, but probably the most important thing is that birth in the Bassmaster Classic. Yeah. The classic birth. I've been going to the Bassmaster Classic since I was a little kid. You know, I actually started fishing junior Bassmaster tournaments when I was 13 right. and I won a world championship when I was 14 and I, KVD was my boat captain, Kevin Van Dam. And <laughs> It was just, it, I ended up winning the tournament, but I won the tournament with one fish for one pounds, four ounces. So it was wow. not a big fish. I mean, it was a, it was a tiny little bass and I caught like 10 fish that day, but we were on the Allegheny river in Pittsburgh. And that's the year the classic took like 12 pounds to win for three days. Right. So that was just totally meant to be. And then I ended up winning another junior world championship when I was 18. And that really, you know, kickstarted my career in fishing and really built my loyalty to bass and to Bassmaster. I mean, I just have always loved those guys and they've always felt like a family to me. Um, the people that run it and the tournament directors and all the people that organize it, I've known them since I was a kid. And so it's just, you know, it all led up to this point. And I've been fishing the open since I was 19, which is 11 years ago now. So right. it's been a long career in the opens, but this year, my mindset has been totally different and really it started in the end of last year. Um, last year, like my last six opens, I've had three top tens and I've got a check in all but one of the tournaments. One, the one was this spring in Florida. I finished 64th. And so it's just been a wonderful ride of having fun. And my goal has been to have fun on the water. I used to get stressed out in tournaments, especially big ones and get spun out. And when you're in that mindset, when you're stressed like that and not, you know, you're not making the right decisions. Right. And your decisions you can be fishing in a garbage can that's full of starving bass and you wouldn't be able to get a bite and i've been there and done that and i just can't stand that feeling it makes me feel like i'm bipolar or something when i'm really struggling <laughs> it's horrible i get i get real mad and i've been like that since i was a kid my dad will tell you if you ever talk to my dad but uh it's just one of those things i just decided to not get like that anymore and to just have fun and if i go have fun i've always known i was a good fisherman and if i just go have fun and go fishing that seems like good things happen so well you can't beat that. And you're a guide on Logan Martin. Where else do you guide? Yeah, I guide on the whole Coosa River system okay. and then also on Smith Lake and Lake Martin. Okay. Um, trip on Smith Lake tomorrow, which with all these huge rains we're getting, we should be able to catch some good ones out of some run-ins, I would think. But uh, There you go, connect I, the run-ins. See? What what we talk about all the time when it rains on Smith, right? Jeez, yeah. I tell it's you. automatic. Especially the day after, right? You know, if it's like three or four days after those big ones, don't they seem like they've come and gone and you can still catch some, but it's not as good. But if you get there the day after a monsoon, it's it's pretty dang good. So well, I'm excited about that. We have filmed so many tournaments on Smith the day after a big rain and you drive by, you know, five, six, seven run-ins and there's nobody around. I'm like, where is everybody at? Why are they not stopping? You know, why are they not fishing this stuff? So we always, we always laugh about that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, 
you need to keep in mind anytime a lake, you know, gets a pile of rain like that. So, and Smith is one of the best with all those mountains and all those run-ins and those drains funneling and all that water. It's just, it's a cool opportunity. And one of my goals also this year has been to find multiple patterns. And so, you know, like tomorrow going to Smith Lake, the run-ins are going to be a pattern. There's going to be probably some, you know, offshore topwater bite, uh, post-spawn stuff. And then there might still be a few fish roaming around on bed. So I've tried to stay really versatile over the years and there's not really any way I don't know how to catch them. It's just making the right decisions and figuring out multiple patterns in the turn, you know, in practice and then going and running those patterns. And uh, I used to find one great pattern on day one of practice for an open. And I would try to like duplicate that pattern all over the lake and just be like, yeah, I'm going to dial this in. This is great. Where I really should have just dropped that pattern completely and started looking for a new one where it's easier to adjust and find new pat, like new areas to fish sure. than it is to, you know, find a whole new pattern when the pressure of a tournament's on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to play at Pickwick also. Okay. So normally when we fish, or when I say we, normally when the opens go out of Pickwick, it's out of Florence on the upper yep. end. But now this one was all the way down at the uh, at the, at the south end. So yep. um, I know a lot of guys made the run back up, you know, towards the Florence area. But talk a little bit about the area of the lake you fished, and um, let, let's just kind of break down, you know, day by day here how you did it. Yeah, sounds good, man. Day one, I uh, was running up the lake and, you know, it's a long run up to like the Kroger Island area, which was really my key area from Kroger up to seven mile. Okay. Um, that's where grass was. And I figured that out on Monday and I got some good bites on a chatterbait. And then a buddy of mine I was practicing, practicing with, we kind of broke down an area together and he found some big stumps that were mixed in around the grass and stuff like that. And he was excited about that. And then I had my grass lines and stuff like that down below Kroger. But before I got there, you know, I was about five. So I wanted to swing into this little gravel point that I fished in the past in Bear Creek. Mm-hmm. And so that's about a 15 minute run up from the ramp. And I pull up there and the winds just hammering this point. Perfect. And I picked up a swim bait and threw it out there. Just a uh, four and a half inch diesel minnows and threw it out there. And I caught like a three and a half, my third cast on it. And I boat flipped it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, <laughs> that was sweet. That was fun. I throw out there and catch a 280. And then I caught two short fish. So I went up to the grass with some momentum and that, that first day of the tournament was such a beautiful day for fishing. I mean, it was, there was a front coming in, it was cloudy. It was, you know, there's a big rain system coming in and the wind didn't blow as hard as they had said it would. So it was just kind of perfect fishing conditions. You know, I was comfortable in my rain gear and just having fun. And right when that storm started getting in is when things really broke loose. I was actually trolling over to a different patch of grass I was going to fish. And I fired out there and I had five bites on one cast with a three quarter ounce jackhammer, wow. the green pumpkin. And anytime you get five bites on one cast, that's not the same fish biting that thing. They were fighting over it. And on the fifth bite, I caught like a three and a half pounder. So I was pretty pumped about that. I went from having 10 pounds to 13 pounds. And then I made like two more casts and caught the eight, two. That was the big fish of the tournament. <laughs> and I'm, Are you kidding? I like that really just happened. And I grabbed that fish, you know, when you get a big one, you don't lip them. You grab them like this right. by the bottom. Jump. I full, full handed this bottom jaw and pulled that thing in. I'm like, this is a <laughs> so that was just incredible. And right there I had 20 pounds. So then I just kept on working and cold up a few more times. And, and then things got pretty tough for me after about 10 o'clock and I had to weigh in at two that day. So my goal was just to keep my fish healthy, keep them happy and get back to weigh and say, if I knew I had over 20 pounds, which I kind of thought 60 pounds would win the tournament, uh, 20 a day uh, going into it. So it was a definitely a really, really good start. That's awesome. That's awesome. Get things wrong. day one. All right. So day two, I mean, same type of, same type of pl- uh, game plan. I mean, you're a little, a little lighter flight there on day, on day two. 
So I went from being boat five to being boat two twenty one. So that was definitely a different ball game. And I, and I actually had no co angler on day two. Day one, I had an awesome co angler, uh, actually a professional lady angler who's a kayak angler, Christine mm-hmm. um, Fisher. And uh, that was her first open. So I got to kind of mentor her, her through the day and teach her about culling fish because she's always been you know measuring their length and then letting them go for kayak tournaments. Right. So that was, but, uh, yeah, day two I had no co angler and I got to fish till like five ten. So I had a super long day. So my confidence in having more than enough time was very good. Um, so I rolled up to that same point I started on, on day one, only caught one little tiny keeper, get up to my grass area and I fire out there and catch a 441 in like the first 10 minutes of being there. And I was like, all right, so this is like, this is good. I'm just going to slow down. And I really slowed myself down and I was using pan optics on these grass lines and looking for stumps. I was looking for any little higher clump in the grass and I was slow rolling that three quarter ounce jackhammer and just trying to tick the grass. And I was throwing it on a six, eight to one reel and just trying to keep it slow, keep the bait low. The grass was like eight to 12 feet deep and it was only growing up about three or four feet off the bottom. So I was just ticking that grass and I saw some fish off on, on a clump, like some fish moving on pan optics. I slow rolled my chatterbait over it and caught like a 360. Wow. So I'm like, all right, sweet. And I get to my next little area where I hadn't beat on them day one fire out there and this was just all trolling i say my next area this is all in one stretch behind the island and i troll over to there and see a stump fired out there and i see one come off the stump when i kind of pumped it by the stump and i sped my jackhammer up and this thing just unleashed on it and it was like a three pounder pick up a carolina rig and throw it the next stump with a z-man big trd on it and catch another one over three and i'm like holy cow Whoa, 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 my man, my man, from a jackhammer to a Carolina rig, Carolina rig, what size Carolina rig, how big is the weight? So I've been throwing a half ounce Carolina rig some. Okay, all right. So with, with, you know, half ounce Carolina rig with a brass weight and that big TRD on there with a three-aught super line, and I was like, I'm just going to fire this thing at the next stump. So I pinpointed it, and I literally watched my Carolina rig fall down to the stump, and it went, thump, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and I cracked that one, it was a three-plus. I could really do no wrong, honestly. <laughs> it was amazing. So right then I had 17 pounds and I had a 180 in the boat. So I had 16 and a half to 17. <laughs> I had a lip one in the boat. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go cull this fish out. I was like, I'm going to, I fished for several, probably another hour and didn't get any more bites. I was like, I'm going to try Ned Rig to cull this fish. Cause it was at the tougher time of the day, which is around 10 o'clock. Right. And I Ned Rig and I start Ned Rig in this big stump field and I fire Ned Rig at a stump, get stumped. I catch a 270 and call out that 180 and i'm like man like this is just this is just too good and i had like six hours left in the day at that point <laughs> so i'm like man what in the world am i going to do for six hours so I, I figured i would go check some other patterns and that's a big thing you can do if you are pretty sure you've already made the top 10 cut going into the final day to be able to go run other patterns that i had done you know, had in practice that caught me good fish but i didn't feel like they were the deal to catch the average good consistent size so I wanted to go check those patterns out. So I went and ran four different patterns from spawning fish back in backwaters. I fished a big, long stretch of cane grass and never got a bite. And then I wanted to check some cut mouths that were leading out of the spawning areas. Mm-hmm. And I flip over a log with my cross-size power finesse jig and get thumped, set the hook. It's like a three and a quarter. I bring it over the log, boat flip it. And I'm like, what in the world's going on right now? Like, bam, there's another good one. So that but, got me. But yet you had no idea you could win this tournament. I was just having fun, man. Pickwick is like a vacation to me every day. Sure. I'm not even kidding. I've, I've never spent a day on Pickwick where it didn't feel like I was on vacation. Because wow. when you figure them out there, like you're just literally one cast away from finding a mother load of big ones. I've had 26-pound days there of largemouth and 22-pound bags during the Alabama Bass Trail Tournament of smallmouth yeah. where I waited after that day and lost two over five. So, I mean, that lake is just a special lake to me. And uh, so 
ended up kind of eliminating that upper part of the lake from seven mile up um, on that lat on the second day of the tournament, just because I got to practice it, got a few bites, got that one key bite, but it wasn't really happening. So that let me kind of dial in for the final day just to really, you know, know what I was going to do, which actually did change a little bit on in the morning. So it's kind of weird, but the, yeah. So getting into day three, I, we were leaving the ramp and I was both three and I'm idling out. And I was like, you know what? There's a bird standing on a point right there by the ramp. And I'm like, I'm just going to try this point real quick with a jerk bait. And I pull up on it and fire out there, catch a 180, troll over to the other point, which is right across from the, from the ramp, or right next to the ramp also, just on the other side of the mouth right. and catch a row right there. There were all like two twenties. And I'm like, man, I got four fish and it's like 620. I'm like, this is awesome, man. What in the world? This is like, this is just too good. So then my game plan was to get back up to my grass and just hunker down up there. And I seriously went like two hours on the final day without a bite in the grass. And this is when you're going to laugh. So <laughs> I get up there to my grass area. I go two hours without a bite. So I still got four fish and I had rigged up a big worm on the, the night before the final day when I was actually loading the truck up and the boat up because we had to leave that evening. Right. And I saw a bag of worms that I'd thrown out the side of the, you know, thrown into the carport where we were staying. And I rigged up the Z-Man uh, mag fatties on a shaky head, the green pumpkin one. And I did it because I'd seen a few lampreys in practice. And I actually jokingly said to my wife, I was like, I'm going to catch them on this thing tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, like, yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> we'll see, you know. <laughs> and I seriously pitched that thing to like the second stump I came to after going two hours without a bite and caught a four and a quarter. And I'm like, uh-oh. Like, this could be really fun. So I start flipping around stumps and uh, flip up to the next stump and stick a five. And this thing comes and launches out of the water and comes off. And I'm like, oh, so I was a little crushed, a little crushed at that point, but not bad. I was like, you know what? Just not wasn't meant to be my bass. Wow. And so I kept on fishing. And right then is when Andy Crawford, the photographer for bass, pulled up. And I've known him since I was 16. And mm -hmm. uh, in your tournaments, he was taking pictures of. And I just kept on fishing and caught a three pounder. Went about 10 more minutes, caught a six on a stump on that worm, and then went about 10 more minutes and caught another one, almost three. And I'm sitting there with 18 pounds all of a sudden. I'm like, man, this is wow. just unbelievable. Just, it was just such a cool thing. <clears throat> that's that's incredible. Different baits, just making little subtle adjustments. And I've done that a few times in the past year, uh, just making those little adjustments on the final day and fishing something new and have, being, you know, having those four fish in the boat. I culled all those fish out. I never weighed sure. one of those first four. I, but it gave me such a peace of mind to just know that I was going to, you know, had a limit. I just needed to go fishing and it let me really slow down and try a new pattern out, which that worm was a totally new deal. And it just could not have worked out any better. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It was nuts, man. <laughs> it totally meant to be. That's, that's awesome. Kenneth, I know you got questions. Yeah. I, I got several things running through my head right now, but I'll, uh, I'll start off. I'll try to make it easy first. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, I'm a little surprised that you took your time getting down to the grass. I know that area of the lake, you know, in, in past turns, we had the ABT there earlier in the year. That yeah. area of the lake had a tremendous amount of boats in it. The other thing is, uh, I know that in some places there was a shad spawn. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like maybe you missed an opportunity at any point by getting down to the grass later than you did? I mean, obviously mm -hmm. you thought it was the right move at the time, but looking yeah. back on it, no, so it done any different? So that gravel point I was fishing, that was a shad spawn on that gravel point. And so that was like my place to get a couple of good bites early. And it didn't happen on day two, but so day one, since I was boat five, I just, I, I just felt like it was the right thing. And I, I prayed about it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to roll in there and fish it and got those two good bites on day one. Day two, I was boat 221. So I knew I wasn't going to beat anybody to the grass. 
So I was just like, well, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to race anybody there. So I went into that point, only caught that one fish. And then when I showed up at the grass area, there had been a bunch of boats in there on day one and they had really left. And a lot of them had, had gravitated towards the back end of Kroger. And that's because that's where Brent Crow caught, caught a big bag on day one. And I think they saw him. And so they kind of flocked to him and uh, never got another bite on my shell bar where I caught the A2 throughout the whole entire tournament, which is weird. But, uh, you know, it just, I pulled up and I was the only, but only boat on the whole stretch. Um, there was one other guy that was on the inside line, but he wasn't really fishing the same exact part I was. So it's just, I, I mean, I, I definitely have no regrets. It, it worked out perfect, but yeah, the shad spawn was a big factor, but I wasn't going to get it at with boat 221 anyways, really. Yeah. So it sounds like maybe you, you actually took advantage of the fact that you got down there late, that you mm-hmm. weren't relying on a shad spawn pattern and you were able to catch the fish doing other things. Yeah, absolutely. I had full confidence in the grass that if I hammered down in the grass, I was going to catch them and it didn't work on the final day, like I said. So it just, I mean, everything happened perfect. Well, and, and you, you know, you talk about the fact that, that uh, you just kind of take each day as it, you know, as it is and, and with a clear mind. And, and we've, yep. we've seen that with a lot of guys. It seems to be very important for guys to, to be successful. Yeah, You mentioned you've been fishing the opens for, for many years. Yeah. You know, explain the process of from when you started to where you are now and how important, because we talked to a lot of guys that say, you know, how do I become a professional fisherman? And there, there is not one answer for everybody. Everybody has to take their own path. So Absolutely. give us a little information on your path and, and how you've gotten to this point. Honestly, my biggest thing has always been being content with wherever I'm at. I've never wanted to force my way to another level. And I've missed the Elite Series by you know, I missed it by 10 ounces when the big split up happened from Bassmaster to MLF and all that happened. And so I literally tied for the last place to go. And the tiebreaker was between me and Dale Hightower and Dale had 10 ounces more than me in the four tournament series and made the elites. And people were like, Oh my gosh, you just like devastated. And I'm like, no, I make a living fishing. I guide, I run social media pages. I host my TV show called Sweetwater with my good buddy, Miles Berghoff. And I get to fish for a living. And, you know, and the opens for me were just kind of bonus. I love fishing tournaments and I love fishing local stuff around the house too. But I just, I never rushed anything and I was totally content with what I was doing. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't jump any steps and I just kept on fishing hard and kept on learning. And I've always known I was a good fisherman. The only thing I ever doubted occasionally throughout my professional career was, am I a good tournament fisherman? Because I can catch them. I know how to catch them doing anything. It's just, putting all that to good use in, in the tournament and having a clear mindset is the key to doing good and the key to ha- getting top tens and being really consistently up in the top and then ultimately having a shot at winning. So the contentment in my heart I felt this week was just unbelievable. And that's through studying God's word. Honestly, uh, for me personally, that's what gets me mentally grounded. And I, my wife really helped me a lot with that. And uh, she's been a great influence on me. She's really started studying more through the pandemic and all that and stuff. So it just all, it all came together and I was at the right, right place at the right time with the right mindset. And it all happened when it was meant to happen. Well, Kenneth, you know, he, he just mentioned, you know, fishing local stuff and what you and Zeke went out in one Sunday, didn't you? I'll mention. Yeah. We, yeah. So yeah, me and Gossett, I woke up at three, th- <laughs> three o'clock. I'm like, I'm like Zeke. I text him. I was like, dude, let's just sleep. Like I, I cannot get up right. Like I do not want to go honestly. <laughs> and I, marine i was like let's just sleep and he said i'll be there in 10 minutes and i'm like oh my gosh you're so stubborn man like all right man let's do it so i get my butt up and we go and we this is i mean this is just another it's an amazing story we get to the dam and they're not supposed to cut the water on 
at until eight o'clock coming out of Lay Lake Dam. And we get there at five fifty, and they sound the sound the horns, and we're like, "Are you kidding me right now?" And there's no other boats up there because everyone had game plan for when the water would cut on. And all of a sudden, the water starts running, and we see a four pound spot just crush a shad in the current. And I'm like, what in the world? So I fire out there, catch a four pounder, a 405. I tongue hook this fish directly in the center of the tongue on a, like a fluke hook. And I mean, dead center in the tongue and the fish never bleeds, doesn't die on me. I cut the line, pulled, didn't get the hook out, cut the line. Fish lived all day long flawlessly. I throw out there again, catch like a three and a quarter. Um, we go another 10 minutes and I'm like, I got to try this jackhammer. We've never thrown a jackhammer under the, in the tail race. And I'm just going to rip this jackhammer through here. And I fire a jackhammer out there, like three casts and catch one almost four, like a 379. Like five <laughs> minutes later, I catch another one over three. And Zeke looked at me and he's like, what in the world is going on with you right now? Like, this is unbelievable. And then he fires out there and catches a 260, which was our last good one we caught uh, that morning. And so we literally had 1680 at seven something and we're done. Like we, my buddy pulled up there to try to catch the eight o'clock current. And he's like, what do y'all got? And, uh, and he's really good there. It's a friend of mine that fished the open too, named Wesley Gore. And we're like, we got like 16 something dude. And he's like, you guys won already. I was like, I was like, stop man. No way we just won this already. He's like, dude, you won. It's not taking very much weight. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So it just happened again. We ended up winning. I was very calm and had fun. And it just happened. That weird. Here, here's what happened, Chris. Okay. Tell me. Okay. So, so Zeke calls him and he tries to talk him out of it. Zeke's like, no, no, no. Joey's train's going too fast. That's it. Yeah. Zeke's exactly. wanting to ride on Joey's train. That's exactly right. He wants right. to take advantage of that while he could. <laughs> yeah. He's about to win another 12 grand. You don't, you're not sleeping in, man. So just, all day long after that, we were throwing a frog and a mag draft and stuff like that. He was throwing the mag draft. I was throwing the frog. And we probably had another 10 good bites on a frog and a mag draft. And I was like delirious, like giggling because I was so tired, like laughing uncontrollably the whole time and being just like kind of in a weird, like feeling weird. I was so tired, like trying to keep my head up. And I was calling my shots all day long with frog bites. He'd throw his mag draft between a tree and I'd be like, oh, here she comes. Here she comes. And there's no fish around And this two and a half pounder would launch out of a tree and eat his mag draft. I mean, it was like unbelievable. Wow. The, you know, the confidence in the, you know, the contentment I had in myself and then the confidence I had, it was just a lot of fun. So and we got the win there and that's a tough trail to win in, but we've been fortunate to win five of those in the last three years. And that's uh, a really great tournament with good payout. So we enjoy doing that too. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. David, back what do back. you got? So you're a pretty young guy. It looks like here. And you mentioned using this thing called the Carolina rig. Why a Carolina rig? And you yeah. mentioned because the, it catches uh, fish and wins tournaments, David. That's why. <laughs> I've thrown it once, I think, in my whole entire life. I've never picked it up since then. So, But you also mentioned uh, a brass weight. And I know like, uh, a lot of guys prefer uh, – I know with the Carolina rig, it's a pretty common setup too. But why brass as well versus like tungsten? Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So I've got a bunch of like 10-year-old brass. Cause this old guy I used to fish with love throwing a Carolina rig. So I've got like a box full of old brass and it's like all rusty and stuff. So I just, I've always thrown brass weights ever since. And the brass does make a nice clanging noise on the glass beads. Um, it's got a different, like, you know, just a little different click to it. And tungsten's good too, but tungsten is more expensive for anyone that's, you know, buying it. So, um, you know, I just, I've always thrown brass and a Carolina rig to me is just a, a tool that gets bites and it's very old school. I mean, it is not a new school way to catch them. And it's not something I throw very often, but anytime they're spawning on the Coosa River, I always have a Carolina rig tied on, especially if you're blind casting spawners, fishing road beds or gravel flats or points or stuff like that that you can't pinpoint with a shaky head. or Preach, some sort brother. Of preach. Come on. Preach. Let's go. Preach. I mean, it's... it's 
Yeah. And that big TRD on there, it's buoyant, you know, elastic floats. And so that big TRD just really hovers behind the C rig. And I was like, you know what? I threw it in practice a little bit and had a few bites throughout practice. So I just kept it on the deck and I always have like 12 rods on the deck ready to go. So I can just pick one up and give it a few casts. And if I know I'm in the right area, you know, I just, I can get pretty quick feedback if they want it or not. And it was just a tool to catch another fish. <laughs> so that's all there was to it. <laughs> Carolina rig, the old sea rig came in strong. My man <laughs> right there. I, I'm I, out of this group. I'm the biggest Carolina rig guy there is out of this group. So when you, I mean, you know, Carolina rig is music to my ears here, brother. I'm telling you, that's, that it's killer to me. It's so. like old school bottom finder. I mean, you can tell what's down there. You feel every rock. You can feel if it's grass or rock or, you know, shell, gravel, whatever. You can feel the bottom hardness really well. And it's just a, a good bait to have rigged up. And that big TRD, I actually got a check on it last year, dragging it at Lake Louisville. I caught four bass in two days and they weighed 16, eight and I got a check. So <laughs> on a rig in November at Louisville. So it just, it just works for me. So That's it's awesome. not something I'm going to throw the rest of the year very often, but it's a good springtime bait. And if, if fisher pressured that little uh, you know the big trd just gets bites so sure. also if you're on an unfamiliar lake and you're trying to figure out real quick yeah it can be used very successful during practice oh yeah yes, it, it gets you <laughs> yes it can Definitely. so how old are your boys yeah so i'm 30 uh zeke is eight and eli's five so it's been it's really cool to have them with me my wife and i travel everywhere together um we've we're an amazing team and, uh, she's been, we've been married for almost nine years now and we've, you know, we've always done everything together. She made a lot of sacrifice to just be my partner and my companion. And we do everything together as a family. So I don't go to any tournaments without them or any film shoots for Sweetwater without them. And people kind of know, okay, if, if Joey's coming, then, then the Nia family's coming. coming. That's it. Yeah. So just get ready. You're going to have two funny little kids there hanging out, talking, fishing. So that's just part of the deal for me. And they're amazing kids. And Eli is not as into fishing as Zeke is. Zeke's been obsessed his whole life, but Eli's really getting competitive with it now and wanting to, you know, wanting to succeed at it more. He's getting mad if he doesn't catch him, which I think is a good thing. So <laughs> it's not like he doesn't care. He just, he gets a little frustrated with it sometimes because bass fishing's hard. Sure. You know, casting's not easy. Feeling the bottom's not easy. Detecting the bite's not easy. And Zeke's kind of always, you know, he picked up on it pretty natural at a young age. And, and now Eli's coming on strong, I feel like. So whatever he wants to do, you know, if he wants to fish, Zeke definitely wants to fish for a living is what he tells me. So that's pretty cool. Little Zeke. And I actually named him after Zeke Gossett pretty much. Cause I told, I just like that name. And I told Zeke before my little Zeke was even on the way. I told Gossett that if I ever have a kid, I'm going to name him. We're going to name him Zeke. And he was like, really? <laughs> He's like, I don't mind. And I was like, he, and then it happened. So there you go. Now I got my own little Zeke. <laughs> You're making Gossett's head swell already. I can, I can already see. So, but. So <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. So, well, dude, I know you got another uh, podcast coming up here in just a few minutes and, uh, dude, thanks so much for your time tonight. Congratulations on the win. I mean, I've, I, I've been around this industry since 2002, saw you win in Pittsburgh, you know, and all, and just, just kind of followed your career through social really and, and everything else. See you at all the shows and on TV and all that. It's just really cool to see, uh, see a good guy win this and really, really excited for you and proud for you. So. I decided for the Bassmaster Classic. And then if anyone wants to follow along or send yes. me a message, you can through my Instagram on Joey Fishing. 
Um, and then, uh, it's just at Joey fishing. And then I got Facebook too, and that, all that stuff. So I love hearing, you know, getting messages and mentoring kids and I get to do that through my guiding, but social media is a great platform also. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely, buddy. Thank you. And, uh, well, if, oh, sorry. Can I go ahead? Uh, I was going to ask you, where can we find your uh, TV show? Sweetwater. Yeah, Sweetwater is on waypointtv.com. It has all, it's like 70 some episodes now, uh, seven seasons worth. And then you can also watch it on the Sportsman channel uh, if you set your DVR to record it and uh, do the regular TV route. But yeah, Waypoint is the best way to watch it. It's waypointtv.com. So it's got it all on. That's awesome. That's awesome. We'll check that out. Dude, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. See you. Be safe. See ya. All right. As bass fishermen, we love having gear that lets us spend more time on the water. But what happens when your battery dies and you can't make it back to the ramp? Well, eliminate your fear with Rely On Lithium Batteries. These batteries are essential when starting and running your boat. They offer shorter charge times and more usable capacity without any late-day voltage sag. They're also incredibly lightweight compared to lead-acid batteries and are practically maintenance-free. Rely On Batteries lets you focus on your next big catch so you can make it back to the ramp in time for weigh-in. Learn more at relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off. That's relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel for 10% off using the code anglerschannel at checkout. What are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely On Lithium today. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com. All right, welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Uh, time for the Costa Countdown to blast off um, after the you pick. I always forget about that, David, and we have to end up. Uh, but I, you know, it's a ploy to keep people listening through the rest of the show, so they can hear the interview and do the Costa Countdown to blast off hashtag. See what's out there. The Second week of May, the U Pick'em 
coming up this week. Let me find my list here real quick. You've got until midnight tonight, May the 5th, Kenneth, to get your picks in and uh, to be involved. What a dumb bass. Oh, it didn't happen. Let's see. Where'd he go? What a dumb bass. So not you. I'm sorry. I'm just just being funny. (laughs) All right. Four-day total winning weight Bassmaster Elite Series on Neely Henry. If you've been watching social, a lot of those guys didn't get to practice a whole lot on Tuesday. Because it was raining, and it was nasty. So, uh, a lot going on over there. Um, Let's see. Then you've got the MLF Toyota Series event on Seminole. Three-day winning weight. Pounds and ounces there. So, make sure you get your pick in for that. Then the Lady Bass Anglers heading over to Lake Hickory. Uh, pounds and hundreds, two-day winning weight. Lady Bassinger Association or the Pam Martin Wells uh, Scholarship Fund is what it should be called, because or a donation fund, because everybody's just fishing behind, you know, really just fishing for second place, but Pam's there. So that's the way it's been. Um, so we got the Elites on Neely Henry, MLF on Seminole, Lady Bassingers on Lake Hickory, then Texas Team Trail on Rayburn. This is a two-day deal it's not two-day it's a back-to-back deal we're picking saturday's weight not sunday saturday's weight so they're going saturday and sunday we're doing one day saturday's weight pounds and hundreds single day winning weight and don't go off my examples it's a little high for rayburn on the examples there so then we're going to go down the alabama river for the alabama bass trail event the south division event um Pounds and hundreds, single day winning weight there as well. KG, what do you think it's going to take to win it over this this year? Since you're not going to be there, since you you know, I, I was just sitting there thinking about that as you were talking about it, and and you know that can be a tr- tricky place. I mean, uh-huh. You saw it last year where the water fell out, almost couldn't uh, put your boat back on the trailer. Yeah, uh, just all of a sudden, there's so many variables in that river system that it can be a, a tough tournament and may take 12 pounds to win or things could line up and may take 18 pounds to win. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a good bag. I think, I think the water's going to stable, stay stable. They're going to pull a lot of water obviously this week because of the rain, but we've all begged and pleaded and uh, asked that lady to please keep her finger off the button. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. And then your final event, the Georgia Bass Trail on Lake Eufaula. Single day winning weight, Saturday, May the 8th. Pounds and hundreds, please. So get your picks in. I mean, a brand new pair of Costas and a Mammoth Frontier 50 backpack cooler. I mean, we're looking at $480 worth of, you know, stuff here that you could win for free. I guess put your picks in. Just, you know, answer an email. You know, once a week. That's all you got to do. So, hey, I mean, that's on top of the bragging rights of being better than anyone else that listens to our podcast that's participating. And the damn trophy. I mean, that in itself. And the trophy. I mean, big. the trophy is, I mean, not everybody has an Angler Challenge Pickle trophy, right? It's not a yes. particip- it is not a participation trophy. You, you've earned it right there. It has to be earned. It has to be earned. So, Make sure you uh, make sure you get your picks in for that, folks. I mean, come on, let's 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 step up your game here a little bit. Let's get uh, let's get the picks in. Um, it's a big deal. I'm just saying, it's it's a real big deal. So let's uh, let's get those things in and get that done. So there's your coast to count on the blast off. 
Uh, we'll do, let's look at a few news and notes real quick. Mainly, I wanted to look at your opens field and your opens angle of the year. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're two events in the South. We're one event in on the Centrals. Currently, overall, leading the opens. And David, remind me. How many make the classic? Is it top three from each? Four from each? What is it? Three from each division, and then three from the overall. overall. So total okay. twelve. Total twelve. Okay, that makes more sense. So, opens angler of the year right now. Overall, Jacob Fouts, David Williams, Andy Rebar. I'm just going with it, Andy. I'm sorry. Uh, Nania is in fourth. He's about twenty five points out of third. Parosnik's in fifth, about 26 points out. And you got McKinney, Fielder, Masayuki, Masushita, John Garrett in ninth, Sam George in tenth. Okay. Then you look at the Southern Opens. Yeah, Fouts, Williams, Smith, and Poche. So if those all if they double qualify, I would assume that would work their way down. So at this point in the it would be in the elites, you know, would be would qualify for the elites. But we still got Northern Opens to go. You've got, you know, a, a lot of fishing left to do. A lot of fishing left to do. So I'm not even gonna go there. But let's look at the central open roster really quick. Um, a few guys that I recognized, you know, obviously Daryl Gleason from the elites was there, Jay Proz. Luke Duncan fished it. Um, Atkins, Jakobsen, Lester, uh, Latuso, Walters, uh, who else? Hightower, um, Brock Mosley, uh, Brad Watley, Harvey Horn, Kenta. Those are the guys that I just ran through on the first page. All the all the elite series guys, right? Trying to trying to requalify or qualify for that classic. Just having options, as Kenneth would say, right? Kenneth, all about the options. You can never have too many options. You cannot. You're exactly right. Um, and then you've got guys like, you know, Jacob Fouts, who obviously was the college winner a year or two ago. He's in there. But then you got like Jesse Wiggins who fished him, right? Gave up practice on Travis to to finish what he finished, like twenty third, twenty fifth, somewhere in there. Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Um, you got Cody Huff that fishes in the pro circuit, uh, Joel Wooler, an MPFL pro. Josh Bragg, you got David Williams, Casey Scanlon. Um, let's see who else: Hallman, Reddington, Upshaw, John Canada. You know, uh, Sam George, Cody Bird, Blockett is in there. Uh, let's see McKegren and a bunch more. So again, for this year, stacked fields. You know, across the board, and then the Northern's going to open up next week, and it's I'm sure you're going to have another stacked field up there as well. So. Now, there's a lot of those guys that you saw on Pickwick that live relatively close to Pickwick. They do. Of course, the other tournament, you know, one of the other tournaments in that division is Smith Lake, uh, which is probably incentive for the Wiggins brothers as sure. well as others. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know Brent Crow's looking forward to that one as well. It'll be interesting to see if Grand Lake is a lot different roster set than Pickwick and Smith Lake. Oh, sure. Sure. I bet it is. The only thing about that Smith Lake event, October 7th through the 9th, I want to say that that got dropped right on top of 
No, it did not. Never mind. Uh, it, it was originally scheduled, I want to say, on top of the ABT championship on Smith, but it's not. It's been moved. So um, that's that's good. So that's a whole different deal. So that was, you know, you got a lot of guys that fish a lot of different stuff, you know, like Joey Silicaga Marine and doing that. Speaking of which, ABT had like 10 guys in the top 50, you know, yeah. in that deal as well. So definitely a um, – Definitely a, a stacked field in the opens this year, as as we knew it would be. Right, a lot of guys right. want keeping their options open, ready to uh, ready to make a move for next year. Hopefully, so we'll see how see how that goes. Well, there, I mean, there's a lot of guys that their 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 dream in life is to fish a classic, and that that is an opportunity to do that. It's kind of hard to pass that if that's if that really is a, a goal that you want to obtain. And there's you know there's a lot of guys that live in our area of the country that that try to take advantage of that. They are, and I'm going to go ahead and call Nania a a favorite in the classic on Hartwell next year because I think he could, I think that's going to suit his style pretty well, and I think he's you know pretty level headed. If he keeps having fun fishing, I think he's going to have a big time uh, in that one for sure. Yeah, I, I think we got to really really pay attention to what he said about that and his the his the way he's thinking and the way he's going going into these tournaments. That that is a big deal. That's yeah. going to carry him a long way. Oh, it is absolutely going to carry him a long way for sure. So, um, speaking of that, Champlain event moves across the lake from Burlington, Vermont to Plattsburgh. So, not a big move there. I'm sure COVID has some stuff to do with that. Uh, but so that's good. that's one bass move there that that's taking place. Dates don't change. Everything's going to stay the same there. Uh, but that's going to move. And also to make sure. You get signed up for the Costa Sunglasses Contingency Plan at um, Costa Catch and Conserve. I mean, that's a – are you, are you there? Did you already sign up? Oh, oh, yeah. As soon as we got – you know, we talked about it. Was it last week's podcast? I, Two I, weeks ago. I joined immediately. Joined immediately. That's good to know. So that's good to know. Um, it's it's going to be a uh, – that that's a great deal. I mean, Jason Chris has already cashed it on it. So from the elites this year, so that's going to be a big deal. Make sure you get uh, you get signed up for that, David. What am I missing? What else has been going on in the world of bass fishing that I have totally overlooked or not written down this week? I don't think there was much. I think it's been rather quiet. I mean, well, then again, I was actually out of out of it for like with the last half of last week. Yeah, tell me about that. You had a little, uh, yeah, a little reaction to your uh, your vaccine shot there, didn't you? Yeah. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer, so I don't want to get too political. But you know, I, I decided to get my second uh, COVID uh, shot and or vaccine. And um, you know, first one I, I had nothing but really but a sore arm, and then the second one, um, yeah, woke, I had it. Well, I got it Wednesday afternoon, and then woke up Thursday morning. Felt fine at first, and then started feeling it. Decided to call in work and say, "Hey, I'm gonna just, I'm getting these like flu-like symptoms. You know, the chills, the aches, and everything." So you work from home. How do you call in to work? Hey, you know what? Last thing I want to do is commit, you know, timesheet or time sheet theft or whatever it is. And get I got you for some stupid like that. I got so you. I was like, you know what? Let me just. So I, I, I conked out for a good four or five hours and then I woke up and I was like, you know, what is it? I had a fever and everything. And I, I think I got the most amount of sleep in one day than I had. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah. And I, 
the text feed was really quiet last week. That's all I know. So, you know, I'm traveling. All of a sudden, the text feed just goes goes, goes flat. I'm like, what's going on with these guys? So it was, uh, yeah, that was that was kind of funny. You, gosh, I just had a thought. You said something there, and I, I had a, I had a thought. I, I don't remember what it was now. I'm sorry. I, I totally lost my, no. my train of thought there. So we're in the middle of a hellacious rainstorm here, and I was trying to see where my wife was to make sure she was going to get home okay. So, that was the one I was driving through earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 coming right now down here. That's for sure. It's uh, definitely bottom has fallen out. There was something I was going to ask you, David, and I just, I mean, I have blanked. Literally just. It's gone uh, completely. Uh, sorry. We'll blame it on the storm. Yeah, you know, like Michelle says, if it's too windy or whatever, her internet messes up. So let's say the storm just messes up with your uh, your brain thought or something process. like that. Yeah, yeah, my whole thought process. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> right. That is exactly right. That's for sure. So, well, KG, did you learn anything new this week? Um, you got to start writing stuff down. Well, I, I'll say this because I, I watched, I watched, I actually watched during lunch break today. I learned that Bobby Lane seems to have more fun catching fish than Chris Lane. I I, I agree with that. I have not watched live this week. I have uh, I have chosen not to. Been busy, but um, I would I would concur with that with that with that comment. And, and I will add this. I, I think Bobby has been impressive with learning techniques outside of typical Florida fishing. Okay. All right. I like it. David, who didn't make the top 10 cut for for this, for this today's championship round? Let me pull it back up here. Yes. Is it 10? Is it 8? Is it 12? Is it 37? It's 10. 10? Okay. So the two, the two guys that uh, – so it was Burge and Chapman because they won out of their two groups. They got an automatic buy. And then the top eight from um, Knockout made it to uh, – or the you know, top eight are the guys that fished championships. So the top eight out of the Knockout round was Bobby Lane, Jacob Wheeler, Brant Daler, Casey Ashley – Mark Daniels Jr., Cody Meyer, Stephen Browning, and the John Cox. The John Cox. Not the, but the. I like it. I like it. So that's going to be, you know what? That's going to be interesting to see what he does tomorrow on uh, with Cox, how, how he handles that in the league and, and um, all of those little deals. So. He's doing pretty well. He's up there in AOI on the bass side as well. So let's let's look at that real quick while we're while we're talking as we wrap this show up this week. I just had it here just a second ago. We haven't looked at it in a in a, in a week or so, mm-hmm. but um, oh, not that AOI stand is right there. So fighter four point lead over Walters, then Drew Cook lead Livesey, Chris Johnston, Kyle Welcher, Brandon Polnick back up to seventh. Well, I'll tell you what, he is ping-ponging around that top 20. Brock <laughs> Mosley, Matt Heron, Jason Christie, Summerall, Hackney, Card, John Cox in 14th, Corey Johnston 15th, then Cherry, Taku Ito, Hunter Shryock, Strachner, and then Scott Martin in 20th. Um, some notable guys here that I'm impressed with. Wes Logan's having a good year. Um you know, Blaylock has bounced back. Let's see, Matt Robertson hanging in there, you know, pretty tough. 
Uh, KJ Queen doing well. Swindles made a big bounce back from last year as well. And then, of course, your nation's champ, Pat Schlapper, uh, having a good good run so far. Rookie of the year right now. Uh, come on, computer. Strackner with a 32-point lead over Matt Robertson, KJ Queen, Pat Schlapper, Hamner, New, Frazier, Kenta, and Daryl Gleason. Um, and I'll say it again, if you've not listened to – David's podcast, rookie podcast with Kenta. You, you got to check that out. Um, how about your boy Dice K? Is that, is that how you say it? Dice yep. Dice K? Yep. Is, that, is that right? Got it. Good hey. job. You know, I, I, I'm using your visual, right? <laughs> your, your visual, Dice K. Except that wasn't the visual. You, you're talking about rolling dice and, and the letter K. I'm thinking of yeah. Andrew Dice Clay, is what I'm thinking of. And I don't, that's, that's an <laughs> old, that's an old one, right? <laughs> But I, I saw that, and I'm like, Daisuke. Okay, and how, what's the last name? Daisuke Aoki? Aoki. Ah, Aoki. close. There you go. All right. There you go, Kenneth. Hell, I can't say Grover, much less Daisuke. So, I mean, you know, that's uh, – <laughs> I'm impressed. I, I'm, I, I'm working on it, dude. I, I'm working. I, I've been trying to get myself more international. You know, David's taking us to an international level. Um, so, and I got to point out, too, David's wearing his BMP Fishing Autism shirt. Very nice. I like it. So, um, yeah, been a uh, been a good week. So, been a good week. All right. So, KJ, you got prom this week. Yep. David. Hey, I, I will. You were talking about Bassmaster Elite Series. Yes. Neely Henry is going to be an interesting tournament for that, and I think it's going to affect your points that you just oh, kind of went through. It's going to shuffle that up quite a bit. By far, going to shuffle that up. So, I would agree with that statement. These guys are going to have to really work for this one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you have a guesstimate on weight on that one? What do you think it's going to take? Um, no, but man, this this rain is going to make things a lot different, and in some ways, it's going to really help a couple of guys. If you've not got your fantasy fishing picks in, I'm I'm talking to Kenneth, but also everybody else listening. If you've not got your fantasy fishing picks in, do that now, please. Just go ahead and do that. Get those picks in. Um, and then get that rolling because you just never, you never know. You want to make sure you got them in because they're going to catch them. Somebody is. So, but, and somebody's going to win. several that will catch them well. Somebody's going to win a gift pack from, from English Channel they win, if they win our group. So, and I'll make sure you get those in. I'm making my picks right now, as a matter of fact, <laughs> and I'm going way off the wall. I mean, so far off the wall that I don't even know who these people are. So, that's that's how far off the wall I'm going with this right now. So just saying, that's impressive multitasking skill there. I'm trying, trying real hard in the in the middle of producing a podcast and making the picks. I'm I'm all about hitting my deadlines, KG. So just FYI, I'm obviously mid, not. Obviously midnight tonight. <laughs> um, you got to get your picks in for the you pick them. So anyway, so. Got to get your picks in. So, all right, folks. Well, as always, thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. We appreciate you hanging out with us and listening this far. David, pick a number. What's our number this week? We got a number? Two. Two? Come on. Give me a better number than that. You got a better number than that. We'll get five. I'll go with five. All right, five. I like five. Okay. Five it is. Two, five, six, five, three, five, three, two, one, seven. The X-Zone Hotline, brought to you by X-Zone Lures, xzonelures.com. I uh, got a new phone for the old podcast hotline. So it's actually my daughter's old phone, but it's new to me. So y'all make sure you uh, 
my my rose gold iPhone seven. So I am uh, I am you know living large over here. So, what does she get? What does uh, she replace it with? She has a she has a twelve. So she has an iPhone twelve. She has a better phone than mom and dad, stepmom and brother. So, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna brag just a hair. Okay. Just, just one brief second. I won't brag. Everybody knows my son's the basketball guy. He plays, you know, for Auburn High, and you know, everybody asks about him all the time. My daughter doesn't play anything until six weeks ago. She got involved in rec league volleyball, has had an absolute blast. So she goes and decides she wants to try out for the eighth. She's in seventh grade. She's going to try out for the eighth grade team, right, for Auburn Junior High. Okay, one hundred and eighty girls showed up. Wow. For seventh and eighth grade, okay, the two are combined for some odd reason in junior high. The two are combined. 180 girls showed up. She made it down to the top 25 in cuts. They have like five cuts. She made it down the third cut. She got down to the top 25 before she was uh, before she was cut. I could not be there last night or Monday night for her rec league game. I watched it live uh, with no noise and I've never with no sound because I don't do sound with that, but was watching it live, and I've never seen a child more excited to go into volleyball and get the win. It didn't faze her that she didn't make the 7th, 8th grade team. She's just ready to get better and grow, and she's really digging this volleyball deal. So very excited to see her. She's tired of watching her brother play basketball is what it is and figures that she needs to do something to make him come watch her. And so – you know, I think that's kind of the the motivation here. But very proud of her. She had a uh, she had a big big weekend, and then uh, a big rec league game the night, which they won two games to one, and um, so it was really uh, really fun to watch. So, all right, text your number five two five six five three five three two one seven. I don't know how I got off on that freight train. It's like a squirrel. I apologize. Exxon Hotline, fifth texture, wins a AC channel, a English channel uh, gift pack with a hat and the whole nine yards. So make sure you get uh, get signed up on that. Um, with that being said, on behalf of our guest tonight, your Pickwick champ, Mr. Joey Nania. For the English Channel Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Wash your damn hands. Wear your damn face mask. And especially put that damn life jacket on and buckle that son of a bitch up all the way to the top. We'll see you next week. Every time you're on the water. Every time you're on the water, damn it. We'll see you next week. Don't take a person. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 